Hey friends, welcome to episode 79 of the Badass Midlife Podcast. Sometimes we just lose focus um, on where we're going or what it is that we actually want because we get so trapped into our normal daily routine and our habits. But if we were asked, if we were told by someone to search your soul and really find out what you really want, I think it might be hard for many of us to access it without some real good help from the outside or some inner work. We're going to talk more about that today. Hey friends, welcome to the Badass Midlife Podcast. This is the place where we talk about midlife hangups, what to let go of, what to hang on to, and how to move on and actually do your midlife like a badass. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, happy Tuesday. Hope everyone is doing well today and you've had a great week so far. Um, I've had a little bit of a roller coaster. It's been okay though, but just, you know, one of those seasons right now where it just seems like things are in flux in general. Um, But it's okay. Like this is all just part of the wonderful never knowing what's gonna be handed to you in life times and that's okay. Uh, So today we're going to talk about something that I think might actually uh, help me reset right now and I think it's something that periodically we should all take a look at and ask ourselves these four questions that can really change our lives and get us back on track to focus what matters. Deepak Chopra says the inward journey is about finding your own fullness, something that no one else can take away. Ugh, that's a big one. The inward journey is about finding your own fullness, something that no one else can take away. How many times in a day, in a week, in a month do we let someone or some situation in our lives that's a constant take away that fullness that we should be feeling because we actually have a lot to feel really really good about but it gets robbed and taken from us before we can actually use it to the benefit that it was intended which is to give us some peace to be aware of what is good and what is in the here and now, but we're robbed of it so many times, so many days of our lives. And like I said earlier, if we were asked to search our soul for what we wanted, it would be hard for us. Like it's just so convoluted because we walk around our day just so much of it is on autopilot and some of that has to be right it has to be because that's okay right we need our habits we need our routines that's what gives us a sense of peace but the whole entire day can't be reactive to what other people are doing or reactive to how other people feel whether it's your partner or your kids or your boss The whole day can't just be reacting to that and then these routines because then you never have any real time with yourself to say, hold on a minute. What is it that I want to do right now? What is it that I need 
to feel right now for myself to have some peace so that I can go into either my day in the right frame of mind or my evening or my sleep. You know, we're just pulled and it's like our mind is taken over with all of these external things. Like you can meditate every day. You can do a decent amount of self-care. But if you don't revisit some of these fundamental questions in your life, you are likely, like I am right now, gradually getting off center without even realizing it. And just simply being busy cannot be the reason that you lose yourself. It's really easy to fall into the patterns and the habits and the routines and just adapt to it. It's it's how we are wired. But if you're not careful, it can be at the expense of your lovely, beautiful spirit. That lovely person inside of you that loves to laugh and just enjoy and have fun and take in beautiful things. You can't let your job, family obligations, daily pressures, you can't let those things just dim that light and crush your inspiration because that's exactly what it will do. When there is no available brain space, free space, there's no opportunity to be creative, to open it up and enjoy the beautiful, simple things, to get creative about an idea, to dream, you know? It's like, where did those dreams go? So here are some questions that could help all of us get a little bit more re-centered and why they actually really, really matter. So the first one is, are you living in your personal core values? This is the perfect place to start. And maybe you've never thought about these enough to write them down, but you should. And this whole thing is about writing things down too. You know, like in those moments where you're feeling a feeling, write down and then go on with your day, but then come back to it at the end of the day or in the morning when you're having your coffee and try to trace it back to where that feeling actually comes from. So journaling, writing things down is a big part of this little mini journey that we're gonna take you on right now with these questions. So think about your personal core values. Everyone has a pretty unique and maybe wide ranging lists of things, you can't really get this wrong. Everybody's are going to be a little bit different. But let's look at, you know, you're going to have life values, you're going to have behavior values, and you're probably going to have some professional things that you value. So in life, you might really want to focus on making sure that you have balance between your work and your life, because your life needs to get squeezed in there for a certain amount every single day. Just your life, not your work or nothing related to your work. Having a healthy lifestyle, that might be a life value. Making decisions of integrity. So you're gonna really govern your actions and your decisions in integrity. 
not based on circumstances or how you're feeling in the moment, but really staying really connected to the core value of being in your integrity. And then some behavior values might be empathy. Am I an empathic person? Do I Am I able to hear a situation and stay focused on what I'm hearing and really put myself in that in that spot so that I can feel it? Am I loyal? Can I be trusted? Am I the kind of person where if someone says something like, please do not breathe this to anyone, I just need to get it off my chest because I don't know how to handle this. Are you loyal? Or have there been situations lately where you just feel like, I don't have enough room to hold this I got to dump it. Soon as they give it to me, I got to dump it because I just can't. I don't have space. Again, and this comes from thinking about how we're going to carve out that time for ourselves. We have to make space because then these behavior values have nowhere to take root. Perseverance is another behavior value. I'm proud of this about myself, even though sometimes it feels like it doesn't get you anywhere. You can be a a person that perseveres through a lot of stuff. You've been through a lot of things. You have kept trudging ahead. It doesn't always feel good because nothing seems to change at times, right? It's like, well, I don't know all the good it's doing me, you know, but just the idea that you are that person that still gets up every day and you just hit it again, whether it's getting up and staying committed to your workout, your meditation, going to work in a certain state of mind, you're going to persevere no matter what goes on. That's a behavior value. And then maybe your professional values are being productive, being a person that actually is open to learning something new all the time. So you're just regenerating what you know. You're you're expanding your mind. You are a person who at work holds yourself accountable. You're open in your communication. You're honest when you talk to others in your professional life so that you can actually move ahead and grow yourself and grow others that you talk to because it's all out there. You're vulnerable. And I notice this a lot in my work where most of the people I work with in in my department are much younger than I am. And sadly, being vulnerable, you would think, is really easy for them, but it isn't. They're so dug in and they so want to protect their professional goal achievement that they can't put their walls down for a second. It's just enough to say, like, it's okay, we're still going to keep you on track. You're still going to get to where you need to be. But what's going on right now that makes you feel like you have to be so dug into this? And they just sometimes can't get there. And we all go through those times where we just are so protective or afraid. You know, we have fear that someone's going to swoop in and, you know, take something away from us. So knowing what these core values are and asking yourself What are they and what am I going to commit to? This could be an endless list. And you could have things on your list about 
um, you know, the social issues, rights of others, rights that we have as people, like very, for you, something very personal. And if you can identify what these things are and prioritize them, this can really help you define what's important. And when you know what's important, then you can start to live in a way that honors those core values. The order and the values themselves can start to, can even adapt over time. Like as you get older, your work values, your professional values will start to skew. They might take a smaller role in your life. But that doesn't mean that you don't have them. There, you could shift the order, shift how important they are. Like maybe over time, your life and behavior values are going to become much more impactful to your wellness and happiness than your professional values right now. But there was a time when your professional values took a huge part of your mind because that's what your focus was on. You were at that stage of your life where you were trying to build something. So of course it's going to change and they're going to reorder and just you're, you're just going to reprioritize. But pers- if your personal core values are clearly defined and you prioritize them every so often, so let's say you do this every 90 days, you look at them and you go, am I still on track? You'll be better able to make decisions that are really rooted in who you are and they aren't products of some temporary external occurrence or pressure or some kind of status quo. So like, for example, how I'm feeling right now is a product of an external situation that was unexpected. So something unexpected has thrown my world into a little bit of a spin right now because it's going to change everything. It's going to change my day-to-day routine. It's going to change everything. And knowing that has me feeling a little bit off center, right? But I have to realize that when I go look at my core values, the things that matter, can I still have balance? Can I still have the healthy boundaries in my relationships? Am I still going to be able to make good decisions? The answer is probably yes. But I just can't let this new situation take place of those values. Because then I'm just reacting to the situation at hand. And then all that other shit goes out the window. And that does not work. You have to stay in your core values no matter what cards you're dealt that are going to temporarily break your routine. They can't break the pillars. Somehow you have to just readjust so that you can handle this situation and still stay true to those core values. So if it's that something happens and you have to do something different with your kids or somebody has to move back home or you have to take more care of your mom or your partner, something has happened where you have to shift That doesn't mean that any of those other values have to change. You just have to figure out what's the workaround because these things, these are my pillars and I have to stay true to these. And if that means that I have to 
pare this down or rearrange this day or move this. But at the end of it, the buckets are all going to still be full the way that I had them planned in my mind. My core values, I got to get all of those things full. And I have to work this in. And that's okay. And it might mean you get up a half hour earlier. You stay up a little bit later. You get creative. We can do it. So the personal core values is the first question. Really want to ask yourself if you want to just get a grip on life. Start there. Core values. Number two, ask yourself, what do you really want? It's such a simple question, but it can totally paralyze us at times. What is it that you really want? If you don't revisit this question often, you're going to get off track. And a lot like the core values, you can break the answer into different areas. For example, what do you want with regard to your personal, professional, family, relationships, financial? What do you want out of all of that? What are you passionate about that needs to be in there? What are your health goals? What do you want? How much do you want to weigh? How strong do you want to be? What do you want to be able to do physically that you can't do now? What are these goals? What's the ideal relationship? What do you need to do to improve the relationships that are in your life right now? How can you commit to doing what is needed to be done to get there? If money were no object, what would you do? This gives you a really good sense of what you really want. Because of course money is an object. Pain in the ass. Of course it's an object. It's always part of it. But that doesn't change what you want. We just have to figure out what is it going to take to get there. It might take a little bit of time. It might take some creativity. It might take some sacrifice. It might take some discipline. It might take a lot of things in addition to money. But that doesn't mean that because it takes money that we're not going to do it. And how committed are you to getting it? It's like knowing the Gestalt theory. It comes into play when you're figuring out what you really want because it says the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So you look at your life as this great big, you know, combination of things and you decide if it's a good life, what you really want. So the the wholeness of it is amazing. But then it is these little areas that are going to lead to that big life feeling good. Changing one little thing doesn't always have the big sustained impact that we want until we change all of the little things does it really start to turn into the big happy life. Got to look at all of it. And that just means asking yourself the questions, lining up your core values, and then asking what is it that you really want? What is it going to take to get there? Setting goals or pursuing a better life is almost impossible unless you're crystal clear on what you want. Without the clarity of knowing exactly what you want, you can make a move, but it may be the wrong one, or worse yet, you may decide not to make one at all because you're still unclear. So getting clear 
first saying like, who am I? What are my pillars? What are my core values? And then what do I want? That's how you start to plan the path. All right. Question three, who is your ride or die? Who is the person that is your ride or die that's with you no matter what? They're vital to your life because they're going to push you to be your best. They're going to tell you the hard truth when they need to, and they're going to hold you accountable every single time. A ride or die does not burden themselves with having to spare your feelings because they actually know what we all should know, that the truth is going to set you free. They're there for you no matter what, thick and thin, hell or high water. If you don't have a ride or die, you got to figure out who that is. So whether it's making an effort to deepen a friendship, reconnecting a, a relationship you have with a partner, just some someone from the past that used to be your ride or die, like maybe you need to find them again. It's important because life is going to hand you a lot of stuff. Some challenges, failures, pain, and sometimes it's going to come at you in waves. Right now, that's I feel like some stuff's coming at me in waves. And only your ride or die is going to stick with you during those times and kind of like help you navigate those waters. They're going to listen. They're going to advise. They're going to support. They're going to tell you the truth, hold you up, but also hold you accountable. And if we don't have that place to go, friend, you know, I don't like the way that feels. You can have a therapist and that's like part two of the ride or die because it's kind of like having a ride or die because you're paying them and they kind of have to show up for you, right? But it's on a different level. Your ride or die is the 3 a.m. sobbing, whatever, wake up, I have to talk. Like it's that. It's that person that they call you and it's any time of any day and you're dropping everything and you're getting together. What are you doing? Absolutely nothing. What do you need? You know who those people are in your lives or who they have been. Find them, reconnect, have them in your lives. Because this is the time when we start to feel that way where if I don't dump this, then I know what's going to happen. I'm going to stay on this same track that I don't love and it's going to just keep pulling me further down, down, down. I can't get clear on my core values. I can't ask myself what I want. I can't do any of it because I don't have that place to, who's my person? Think about who that is. And sometimes it'll be an unexpected person. You know, there are times that maybe you have one or two. Maybe there are times your, your parent or a cousin or somebody that's just enough with you, but also not in your day to day can offer some really good support. Because you know they're still in it for you. They're on your team. But just get think about that. Like maybe it's a different ride or die for, you know, one situation than it is for every other, but you just feel connected on some level. The point is you gotta have those people. 
And then the final question is, what don't you want? A lot of us know what we don't want more so than we know what we do want. (laughs) So in the search of getting centered, it may help to start asking what you don't want. So you might need to still meditate, exercise, spend time in nature, focus on getting quality time alone. Like you you may have to do that to get centered. But then list the things while you're doing that, while you're feeling good in those moments. What things are you keeping out of your life so that you can do those? Whether it's personal, professional, in your relationships. Think of things like a stressful job. Living in a cold climate, toxic friends, being overcommitted and never having, you know, a free weekend because of your commitments. There's always something. Those are the things we know, we recognize that we don't want. And then ask yourself, what needs to change to make sure that these things that I really don't want are not part of my life, at least not on a consistent basis. Things like that are going to pop up. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, you might have a friendship that becomes toxic. And you got to adjust accordingly. And what are you going to do? You're going to feel that. You're going to, every you know, 90 days, revisit your core values. One of them is to have healthy relationships. So then you know, oh, I know what I have to do. I have to get rid of this toxic friendship. Or I have to really cut back on how much we see each other because it's really impacting one of my core values, which is to have good, healthy relationships that nourish my life. So knowing what you don't want will help you get on the path of what you do want. The good news is if you can identify those things, then knowing what you want to achieve is within your reach. So to perceive anything, there has to be a contrast between the two. To know something that is unwanted, we got to know something else that is wanted. Instead, one serves as the reference point for the other. So it's really easy. Just start with one or the other, whichever one is more clear. Well, I don't want to live in an apartment because I don't. Okay, so that's, we know now a thing that you don't want to do. That means what you do want is to find a place that is a single family home. Or, you know, let's explore that more. Is it a townhouse where you still feel like you're separate, but it's not an apartment? Like, let's dig deeper. But one serves as the reference point for the other. So in one sitting, you can answer two of the questions, right? Figuring out what those answers are, are key. They are key to getting our lives back on track. Asking yourself those four things. We all need to do it. They're really gripping questions and they seem super simple, but they can really help get back on track. So take time and immerse yourself in this process and you will come out of it with a much better understanding of how to live the life that you really, really want and not just go through these motions just because you are stuck in habits. So the four questions again that you need to ask, because remember, being busy cannot be the reason that you lose yourself here. 
Are you living in your personal core values? That could be life values, behavior, professional, whatever those are. Think of what they are, write them down, make them the pillars of how you want to be in your life. Make them clearly defined every now and then prioritize them so that you can really feel which ones you need to work on first. What do you really want? Such a simple question. Really, really ask yourself that. Revisit it often so that you are on track. What do you want out of your health goals? What do you want out of these relationships? What are you passionate about? Anything? There's got to be something, right? Who's your ride or die? Ask yourself who that person is. Find that person and then start treating them as such and let them treat you as that person if you are that for someone else. Be there. Be available for that. Because in helping others, we often can help ourselves. And then finally, what don't you want? Because sometimes we just need to get centered and figure out it's easier. You know, sometimes it's easier to know what we hate, to know what we don't want. And then that just will help us make the other list, right? My goal is for us to just make the changes so that we're living a life and it's not living us, you know, that we're not just reacting to all of the busyness in our lives, that we're actually living into it the way that we want it and prioritizing the things that we love. Okay. I hope that was helpful. That's all I have for you today, my friends. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Hey friends, if you enjoyed the Badass Midlife Podcast, please do me a huge favor and subscribe so you can get every episode when it drops and leave me a five-star review and a comment. I'd love to hear from you. 